0: Hello and welcome to Real Talk episode
1: fourteen. Episode fourteen.
0: Yeah, there yeah, we uh, I did 14. forget that quickly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we, we this is our first week of like a new formula.
1: Um, yeah. Which so um, it's pretty cool. I like it.
0: Yeah. Um, so instead of just going off the cuff uh, with a few sections, we're going to focus on a specific genre, a specific time period. So this week, we're doing 80s action films.
1: Yeah, um, which is a really fun one.
0: Yeah. Next week, we're doing uh, 90s cult. Um,
1: yeah. Which... And you know what? There's so much for 90s cult. There is so much to It's talk hard. About. I
0: think cult, specifically as a genre, is hard to fit things in um, uh, and that sort of stuff. So I've always found it... Because um, what is a cult, you know? What what did define as cult, you know? I mean...
1: When I think about cult, I think of films that either underperformed at the box office or, like, didn't necessarily underperform at the box office but, like, didn't meet goals, is what I would say a cult is. And then, it, you know, it was revived later on by, like, a bigger fan following. I'd say that's how I define cult.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, as well. I mean, I suppose it's stuff that... the probably panned at that point and then grown a more appreciation. Yeah. For either, or it was panned at that point and then grown for grown in appreciation. Um yeah. which for, for maybe not the best reasons, but uh it's, <laughs> it's still, uh, yeah. Um so we'll still have the the normal episodes. So occasionally we'll you know talk discussing news, any new films coming out, we'll probably do a few special episodes, but this is going to be the core of the content uh that yeah. we'll put out.
1: Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm really excited, to be fair. I feel like it will um, do us some good to focus on like a specific time period and genre. um, And especially with today's one as well. Like I've got some fun stuff to talk about. Because, you know, 80s action films are just, you know, they, they are just awesome. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, no doubt about it.
0: Baby Earl. Baby um, oh, Earl coated uh, one-liners.
1: Um, yeah I always associate really. Uh,
0: like really like tropical. Like, I, always, I always associate like 80s California as well especially you not know, like, like like the Stallone on the Schwarzenegger films like it's just
1: yeah
0: everything's That's so I- joy. like you, they're, su- they're, they're such I think they're kind of strangely comforting films as well a lot of them um
1: yeah I mean well I, to be honest, I'll, I'll sort of lead what I'm about to say into in, into our first little segment of what we've been watching this week. Yeah. Um, because this week in preparation, I've been rewatching. I picked um five of my favorite um 80s action films um to rewatch, and I'll get into that um in a minute. And yeah, they are they are sort of like comfort films um for me because you know none, none of these films trot, really take them te- take themselves too seriously and um that that's one thing that's just great about the 80s because it's just stupid fun it's campy it's cheesy and um but yeah i i do love i do love an 80s action film
0: i mean like yeah like a lot of them i think are like such cheesy action um one which i won't be talking about but I cover briefly um, which i did I did watch this week was Cobra with Sylvester Stallone. Um, it's pure yeah. cheese. Um, it is just like. like it's, it's it's not a good film, you know?
1: <laughs> no, it, I'd say it's one of the worst but, ones, um, to be fair.
0: I mean, when someone dies getting hung on like a swinging chain, it was just like, yeah. you, you won't find that anywhere else. Um, no. So, but I mean, I mean, you know, you had a lot of great stuff come out in this. A lot of action films that kind of redefined the genre has come out in the 80s.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of what we have seen in the eighties, you know, have not only led to other films in the eighties being um being made. There's one in particular that I'll that I'll talk about that's um influenced well I think influenced one of the others that I talked about. And um yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to look back on the films we have now and see how, you know, the eighties films have evolved. To sort of yeah. to create that sort of content, it's just it's just such an interesting sort of step up.
0: I mean, I think what's interesting is that um, I mean, we'll see how it goes this week. But we, I don't actually know your list, and you don't know mine, so it'd be interesting to see if we yeah. kind of got similar crossovers. And like, I've got like quite yeah. a long list of stuff.
1: So um, yeah, I see, you the see I thought, yeah, I mean, I, I picked, like I said, I picked my top five. Yeah. Um. But there are there are others that I can talk about. Because
0: um, I, I mean, think there's one Devin, that um, is kind of stand out for me that you could probably I've I mean you can also talk about sequel and 90s action films. Um,
1: and I, yeah, I, I mean, to I me guess, what, a couple of mine are like that um, with sequels.
0: Hey, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you've got. I think you've got a few. Okay, that's cool. Um, but yeah, so what what have what have you been watching this week?
1: Um, so um, yeah, I mean, mainly for me, it's just been sort of working through um, the action films, trying trying to really really define my list. I'm just I'm just trying to think now if there's if there's anything that I've watched that didn't relate to the list, and um, I don't I don't think there was um, really. I, I watched one thing that's 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 not a, not a film. Per se, but um, I watched the um Adam Sandler hundred percent fresh stand up routine, yeah on, um, yeah, on Netflix, which I quite enjoyed because you know as much as a lot uh, a lot of his films aren't his great, I think brilliant. Adam, I th- I think his stand up is brilliant and then the Chris
0: Farley thing as well is really I think that was the in Chris Farley the... yeah that, that it, yeah that was really... that was in the show oh that was yeah it's quite that, sad that, that was
1: that was hard hitting
0: yeah. Um, um, I, again, we discussed it last week. I mean, boldly, we decided to call one of our episodes Adam Sandler as king, uh, which is King. Um, yeah, which is you he, know, he really, is, man. He's he just is, a legend, he's, you know. he's, he's,
1: he's just good.
0: He's the only but one like, that can walk into a Jimmy Fallon on the Jimmy Fallon show in
1: sweatpants and uh, yeah, and like basketball off. shorts. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> like but, you. um, but yeah, my, my watch him for this week has been, um. It, has, it hasn't been like it hasn't been um like minimal, but like a lot of it is like I'm gonna end up talking about it in this episode, so I won't yeah. dive into now. But um, what about you? You watched anything that's not really related?
0: Um yeah, I caught a few things this week. Uh, a lot of a lot of rewatching stuff that um I have haven't really seen recently. So um I, I watched Port Fiction Saturday for oh, the first time in about. You know
1: what? I haven't watched Port Fiction in a while.
0: Yeah, in about I say about two years, I haven't seen it, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. Obviously, um, it's strangely I've always not loved the um, the Bruce Willis section particularly, but this yeah. time round, I, I I really enjoyed it, and I think it's it's really well paced. Strangely enough, yeah, um,
1: yeah, I, um, yeah I, to be honest, I I always I I um I think Bruce Willis section was probably. My least favourite as well. I'm Thinking back on it now, it probably is. My my favourite is um with uh Winston Wolfe when Winston. Oh Wolf yeah, yeah. the <laughs> can tell. Yeah, to help Vince. Those adverts that, that's in the probably my the UK have
0: kind of like ruined the oh, character man. a bit because.
1: Honestly, I remember the first time I saw one of those adverts, and I was like, "That that guy's cool." And then I remember I watched Bolt Fish, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's the same guy from the adverts." Yeah. <laughs> and I thought like, what. But um, yeah, I mean, Quentin Tarantino, like in in that in in that segment as well. Oh yeah, it's Jimmy, just yeah, like as uh, Jimmy, it's just like so funny because he's literally playing himself, like he's oh, playing yeah. himself. But like, this oh, he's just nice. so funny with her.
0: I think but, you you know, um, this, the the problem with fixing a part about it is that there's not much more you can add that people have, like, already said. I mean, the Marvin oh, scene yeah,
1: no. I forgot like The Marvin it, scene is
0: it, just... it was good because I haven't watched it in two years. And, I like, it was something that was always, obviously, it was in the back of your head. But, like, I couldn't, like, remember yeah. it properly. And it happened. And it just, you laugh every time. It,
1: it's just, like, I, to be honest, I remember the first time I saw that. And, like, I, I remember absolutely like pissing myself no,
0: laughing
1: yeah yeah and i was like in tears but yeah Pul- pulp fiction is always is always a good one to rewatch i think i need to give um i think i need to give that a rewatch as well i think it's been a, it's been a while
0: yeah yeah um another interesting one a little bit of an older one uh and um i picked up the indicator box sets as i think i mentioned last week um yeah and uh, I checked out uh, Driver Crooked Road, which really did catch my eye. Um, the whole set has the lineup in it um, as well, that, for me that's probably the most standout film of the set um, by indicator in the Columbia Noir number one uh, collection. Yeah, but uh, Driver Crooked Road, it's got Mickey Rooney um, and he plays a mechanic with dreams of racing, uh, racing in Europe one day, so like the Formula One I assume. Um, yeah, and he gets involved with uh, a wife who a, a be- like a really really like good looking um, femme fatale in the film played by Diane Foster, um, and she's she kind of tricks him because he always feels he's this very quiet in the corner guy, um, and he thinks this beautiful girl has fell in love with him, but she tricks him um, in getting him to meet her friends who are going to rob a bank and they want him to yeah. be their getaway driver.
1: Oh, man. She convinces that
0: sounds him. sounds good. She, she manages to convince him that, oh, you know, this is, um, if you don't do it, uh, I'll no longer love you, all that sort of stuff. Um, and But secretly, the friend who's robbing the bank is um, Diane Foster's actual boyfriend. So it's 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 got a very strange tone. Um, I won't spoil it um to see what happens, but it was really a noir that kind of went underrated and not one you probably hear very often, but Mickey Rune is awesome. Um and it's a really sinister tone throughout, which I really liked. And uh that's one that I definitely recommend checking out for people who are into noir or want to catch quite an underrated one that no one really ever talks about. It was interesting as on this on the set for indicator, Martin Scorsese introduces it, which I think is awesome. Um but yeah, Drive a Crooked Road with 1954 Mickey Rooney. would recommend checking that out.
1: Man, that sounds good. Uh, one, one thing that I did want to add in, actually. I've just found something that I did watch. Um, I watched the pilot of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Ah, yeah. That, um, that came out Friday, was it? Saturday?
1: Yeah, that, ca- yeah. that came out Friday. And um, you know what? I was really impressed, obviously, having like Vision finished like a week or two weeks ago now. I was, like, really unsure because I loved WandaVision. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I didn't know if, you know, they'd be able to pull it off twice, if, you know, this one was going to be as good. And, honestly, after just the pilot, um, it really is. What I will say is it doesn't feel as big of a deal as WandaVision did. Yeah. Like, with WandaVision, you know, an episode finished and you're left asking all these questions and, you know, you re- and you really want to see the next one, with with the with the pilot. I mean, the um, it to be honest, it was fairly. Like there wasn't much exposition that was left untold. It was kind of just, you know, what you see is what you get.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, I'm 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 sort of ta- uh, I'm sort of you know, I, I'm not sure whether I liked it or I hated it. Like the the fact yeah, that you know yeah. it, it didn't really leave too much untold, but like you know, you, I never know that 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 might change with um the next episodes. Obviously, we're only the first one in, but the the pilot was really good. It was it was a really good start to the season.
0: Yeah, um, one thing I, I think I'm I love that Disney Disney specifically doing is releasing an episode at a time, and I think that's yeah. Um, it's, it's so much better because as much as everyone loves a good binge watch, um, it, it, it keeps everyone talking and guessing what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's very good for like the social media world we're in now. Um, especially when one division was going on, you know, like every week, everyone was like, oh, Friday, you know, everyone was throwing theories out there. And, uh, I do think it is the way forward. I do. Cause Netflix yeah. always, fair enough. You know, Netflix, I've put out some great shows, um, but the constant okay, this comes out at a time. Um, it's just all at the same time. It I don't think it's had that long lasting effect. Any of the shows have had that one division did have because of its release, um, weekly releases.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely get that. Because, you know, our, I mean, one one example I'm going to use now is like the third season of Stranger Things. I mean, I watched that in like a night. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I, I couldn't stop watching it. And to be honest, like, as much as I, you know, like to sit down and watch all of Falcon and Winter Soldier now, it's like, yeah, it's great for the social media because it keeps people talking. Not only that, but, you know, people can't spoil it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: By, by, the, by the second day that it's out and you don't want to be, you know, tipping on... You don't want to be, like, walking on eggshells, like, until you've s- sat there and watched, you know, like, 13 hours of television. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I would say I do like the fact that, yeah, it's coming out every week and it's keeping you excited, especially with, you know, everything that's going on. You know, it's giving you so much to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I am looking forward to as well is obviously in the UK cinemas are reopening on the twelfth of April. I know, which is it's, getting closer by the day.
0: It's uh, it's another one because obviously with the Oscar
1: nominations coming out. Um, yeah, and you know we haven't even got half of the I mean, the films over here. No
0: well, Nomad Land. I'm really looking forward to watching. I'm um,
1: um, yeah,
0: Disney Plus. That
1: is one that uh, yeah, um, going to be with uh, on a star
0: yes yeah, so it's just like it's just annoying
1: yeah but um I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to to getting back in the cinema yeah exactly. that is one thing that i will definitely be doing i might actually um book tickets i don't know how mad it's gonna be i mean i feel like in coventry people don't really go to the cinema i mean every time i go to the cinema it's like empty yeah but yeah. i don't know i I, I feel I f- I feel like because that reopening back up, I feel like everybody will be going to the cinema, so I might have to book some tickets.
0: Yeah, especially I mean I, I think you might be okay for some more limited releases, but any blockbusters booking
1: any blockbusters, nice yeah, we'll um to get back
0: into the cinema specifically.
1: Do you want? I'd I'd be happy watching anything in the cinema at this point.
0: Oh, I mean I like when they put the classics out um in the UK. Yeah, that was really good. I I I don't know if you. They was similar in the US um, when before they closed, but they were putting like a lot of classics in the cinema. Um, so I caught Back to the Future, Pulp Fiction, uh, Terminator Two, um, and it was it, it was awesome.
1: It, it was really good. It was. Um, I think I caught Back to the Future as well. Um, yeah, and obviously w- with us like not being around in the eighties, you know, it was it was great to see that film. On the big screen, yeah. Because obviously, I I always you know enjoy it at home, but you know it was much better on the big oh, screen. 100%. I will say it's it's really suited for the big screen. Hundred
0: percent. Um, talking about the big screen, the last film that I'm gonna that I watched this week that isn't linked to uh, the action is just recent. Just recently finished watching rewatching Interstellar for the first time since I, I think I think I since I saw it in cinemas, and um, yeah, it it. It went from being another film that I sort of liked but didn't love to, I, I adore it. Um, everything yeah. about it, I mean, that ending is so beautifully miserable. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's mean, weird because it, it, it's so beautifully miserable yet so full of hope at the same time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> obviously, if if you've seen Interstellar, you'll know. And it is it is like, it is a huge double-bladed sword, you know. Yeah, yeah because on one hand, it is probably one of the most depressing things you'll ever watch. Like in the last 10 minutes, it's like what is one of the most depressing things you'll ever see. But then, you know, it's all so, you know, hopeful and it sort of, it gives, um, it, yeah, it, it does just sort of give the, the message that, you know, Things are still okay. Is what what is what I will say. The, it's like the things are still okay.
0: It is, uh, is yeah. Like it's it's hopeful, but it's still like it's still terrifying. It's terrifying.
1: It is still like it's it's horrible to think about. Like thinking about the way the film end is like oh yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: But um, but yeah. Like again, if you haven't watched Interstellar yet, check it out. Um And I'd probably recommend rewatching it specifically with uh, a lot of disappointments around Nintendo. Um I think I appreciate yeah, probably even a little bit more because of Tenet, but um I'd definitely check it out. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, it's probably it's probably my favourite Matthew McConaughey performance apart from uh Dallas Buyers Club. Um he's great in it. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah,
1: I think yeah, Ma- Matthew McConaughey really shines. I mean, he re- he really plays, you know, like you really do believe like, everything that he does on screen. Um, yeah. It's just sort of, like, that, That the way he plays the desperate sort of dad who, even though he accepts this mission to essentially save mankind, you know, it's, it's sort of, like, he's so reluctant, but, yeah, it's something that I he needs to do.
0: Is that, if you, like, he's, he doesn't feel like he's Matthew McConaughey in the role, you know? No. Um, I always had this issue with a lot of his rom-coms, which a lot of them aren't even that bad. Um, obviously, pre this is pre-Dallas Bias Club. It was always Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Um, sent him to the Wolf of Wall Street. When he's in the Wolf of Wall Street, it always Matthew McConaughey in the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And he has this uh, short cameo, but he's incredible,
1: I think, yeah. Um, he, he is an incredible actor.
0: So, yeah, that was, that was sort of me this week. Did you watch anything else other than what we're going to be discussing?
1: No, no. That's it for me, but I'm I'm really excited to sort of discuss this list. I'm re- I'm really excited.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, do you do you want to do you want to start off? What is uh one i one i is actually you yeah. want to highlight?
1: Yeah. So so I'll start off with the the first film on my list. It, it's not like at the bottom of the list. It's not at the top of the list. I don't know where it is on the list. I didn't really get to rank in them. I just sort I of them in a list them, and
0: so I, I can't rank, I hate ranking it. I can't rank <laughs> anything to be honest.
1: No. But um, the first one I rewatched was Die Hard. Um, I think when you think about 80s action, Die Hard is really up there. And um, for so many reasons. Uh, so it I'd is, argue it's you know one of the eighties action film. Um... Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, to be honest, there, there's one, there, there's a couple on this list that I think rival it for the perfect eighties action film. Um, because I've got one that I've that I think really personifies like the eighties really well. What, well, in
0: fact, but I like think I'll, I'll take back of what I said. It, I don't think it's a perfect eighties action film. I think it's just an all all-round perfect action film. Um,
1: yeah, and the characters I mean... and
0: the script. Are... To every, there's so many iconic moments in Die Hard and John McClane it, is a perfect is. hero in the first one
1: You know what, I was thinking this because like as, as you go along the Die Hard films like you can see Tom McClane changes as a character yeah. but in this first one you see him as the perfect hero, you know you've got the start where you know he's flying out to California to see his wife and you know, they're sort of separated because he couldn't take the risk and, you know, he didn't want to move away from his job and then yeah. you see him, you know, sort of develop across the film and, you know, they end up getting back together Yeah, and then I think
0: what's great as you well know, is yeah. that he has, of, of what I have with a lot of action films, specifically with Die Hard uh, specifically um, with a lot of things other than Die Hard is that the hero is vulnerable in Die Hard, you don't think John McClane's yeah, uh, and completely not a badass, which is I mean, I I always compare it to um Lucy and uh Lucy's a badass. She's not gonna no one's gonna challenge Lucy. Yeah. Um whereas in Diamond, yeah. see, I mean especially in the opening scene, he's scared of flying. Um he's got yeah. that vulnerability.
1: Yeah, I mean I think one of the best things about John McClane as a hero is that you know he he himself like massively seriously like he's such a goofy character you know like throughout the throughout the entire film he sort of like mutters to himself and he's like talking to himself and stuff and he's like he's he's never that like really like serious character which i really like it sort of you know it it really adds something to the role but um yeah he was yeah, written yeah. super well
0: it was, yeah, he's uh, he like you know, like you always feel v- the vulnerability with him, um, as you're saying, like you know, uh, he's got, I mean, his quotes are it's so quotable, um, yeah. Oh, I see, look, come out to the coast, we'll get together and have a few laughs.
1: <laughs>, <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, like, uh it,
0: it is so much fun. I always watch Die Hard around Christmas because it is a Christmas, time. yeah. I mean, no, yeah, says. I mean.
1: A lot of this is another debate as well that we'll save for a December episode, but yeah, Die <laughs> Hard is 100% a Christmas film.
0: Um, and but, uh, Hans Gruber is a, like they're a perfect antagonist and protagonist as well. Um, yeah, they both push each other's buttons. Uh, like it's kind of uh, comparing it to like the Joker and Batman, uh, um, yeah. 100%. I think in the Dark night, it perfectly sums up what you need for an antagonist and a protagonist. Uh, yeah. When an uh, unmovable objects hits an unstoppable force, is it or something, I'm, yeah, something like that. Here. But that—that—that's that, what they are so perfectly.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, one one thing that I always think about when I when I see Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber is just like how like freaking cool he is. He's just yeah. like. I mean, b- one thing I will say is like the accent with Hans Gruber is something that like, I it's it's one of the only things that I see like tiny little flaws in. Like sometimes I think it sounds like quite British, <laughs> and like and yeah. and sometimes it sounds like German, like it's meant to, but like I think it's I think it's part of the charm, you know? It's like I don't know, 100%. but like. He is, you You've know. so we've
0: got that mistake where it's like quite infamous, uh, infamous uh, goof. Where it's, you know, when um he gets shot in the ho 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 machine gun scene and he reads it out. Yeah. If you watch, yeah, the guy who's dead and I, I don't know his name, he turns his head even though he's dead.
1: Yeah, there's there's another big goof as well. Is um, where, when they go into the parking structure, you know, they all just run out of the van. And then at the end, the ambulance comes out of the back of the van. Is yeah. another like um, famous goof, and I mean that that was due to sort of like um, the fact that they were sort of still working on the script while they were filming and stuff, and they didn't have a way for you know the for the for the terrorists to sort of get away, and they were sort of like you know toying with ideas, and they didn't really care about the goof because they didn't have any time to go back and refilm yeah. it um but yeah die hard is just like it's just a brilliant 80s action it's just a brilliant action film overall i mean it's a
0: staple textbook as well like it is
1: it's just like
0: it wastes no time as well like the pacing of it is perfect
1: it is very that that is one thing that i always find it's like it's really well paced even though you know then main action doesn't kick in till you know maybe 20 20 minutes in you know it doesn't really waste any time at the beginning it's all you know t- the time is really well used and the film overall is you know the action for the 80s is really brutal you know it's consistently tense yeah um what, what i do like about um this film and you know 80s action films in general is i've, I've seen a bit of a trend here is that you know they tend to stick to one main location. Um, yeah, and I, I it, love a one location film. Uh, that yeah, it's just like because the location is either in the building and it keeps you in there and it's really tense and you kind of feel like you're trapped in there as well, or you know it's outside and you feel like it's like outside the building with like Powell and the cops and you kind of feel like
0: you're Powell you know, and the principal of the feel, Breakfast Club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and like you know you sort of feel how they do you know they're kind of helpless but you know they're still watching and listening to everything that's happening and it's it, it is just a film that you know it makes you feel how it wants to make you feel if you get me like it succeeds in doing everything it attempts yeah for. yeah um yeah it is overall just
0: you see this guy what on, like, as well like kind of commenting more on the vulnerability part is you, you see this guy hurt when like he's rocking yeah. across the floor and like the blood on his feet. Well, yeah. And with a cut it's back,
1: like it's you to be honest I, I could say that about my next film as well. Um but
0: yeah. But the,
1: um but that that's for the next one. Do you what do you want to talk through I mean I could talk about Die Hard for, yeah. for hours. But do you want to talk through your um your first film?
0: Um well Die Hard, I think, is a really, 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 really good action film. This one uh, is not so great of a film. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's probably one of my favourite films, um, uh, but for uh, the reasons of it not being a great film. And um, (laughs) that's Roadhouse 1989 with Patrick Swayze.
1: Man, see, Roadhouse, I haven't seen Roadhouse. So, um, I'll let you take the lead on this one.
0: Well, w- where can I start with Roadhouse? <laughs> uh, it's a world where bouncers are apparently um, known worldwide. Um, and they have a legendary status. Like, everyone in America knows bouncers. Like, forget about rock stars. <laughs> bouncers are apparently really well known. And oh, uh, it's about this club called the Double Juicers, um, which used to, ha- used to be quite a reputable reput- reput- honky-tonk bar. Um, yeah, but now it's in a crown ruled over by a crime boss, uh, played by uh, Ben Gazzara, who uh, plays this guy called Brad Wesley, who is a crime boss in a town, and he charges everyone all these taxes to like protection taxes and all that stuff, and it turns a town into yeah. this ruthless, of um, place where they go to this double juice bar and like attack each other um, for, yeah. for some reason, and. Um, well, the guy who uh, buys the double juices wants to uh, crack down on all this trouble, so he brings in the legendary John Dalton, Patrick Swayze's character, um, who comes in as like the main bouncer and tries to like clean up the place. <laughs> it's a really, really strange film. Um, it's Patrick Swayze is just like at his peak of a sex symbol. Um, <laughs> and he just walks around, like just beating everyone up. And like he tries to come up with these like philosophical advice for bouncers. Um, apparently, he's mentioned this is mentioned throughout the film. Um, there's a quote, Oh, you-, you know, for that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. That's what a lot of people <laughs> say to him. Um, it's it- the action is just Patrick Swayze launching people, like, over tables <laughs> with one hand. It's um, he, he then randomly goes back to this barn that he rents out when he moves there and starts working out naked and doing, like, Tai Chi. <laughs> um, and then he goes back to this bar and it's all cleaned up for some reason. But then this Brad Wesley, this, like, crime boss who tries to stop him, does not like this. So he sends his, like, men yeah. to, like ruin the bar again so then Patrick Swayze gets in an even more infamous and well known bouncer for some reason um, who like sorts him out you know what I can't even explain this film it's so crazy Um, but to put it into perspective this is one of the lines um, that he's told to Patrick Swayze's character when he's getting beaten up outside of this barn Um, and it's I fucked guys like you in prison and if that doesn't tell you anything more you want to know about this film, then that is Roadhouse. Um,
1: oh, man.
0: So, yeah, it's it's perfect. You've got the one-liners in there. Um, what? Uh, be nice when it's not time to be nice. Um, oh, man. You play pretty good for a blind boy. Um, <laughs> being called a cocksucker isn't personal. No, it's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. What if somebody <laughs> calls your mama a whore? Is she? Uh, it's like, who writes those lines? You know what I mean?
1: Um, oh, Jesus. Do you want, now, now I want to know. Now, now I'm going to Google <laughs> who, who wrote those lines. Um, it's,
0: it's, the soundtrack is perfect. eight yeah. It's Jeff is in it. Um, yeah. For some reason. Um, and, you know, the whole idea of just watching a bouncer clean up, um, this honky tongue bar is just the most appealing thing ever. And, um, it, it, it's if you want to embody an 80s action film, you've got a mad old dude who's kind of a playboy that dominates the whole town evilly. Um, you've got Patrick Swayze in his prime. Um, yeah. so you know, pure like, you'd, you'd, if you wanted a, a dude to embody manliness in the 80s, it was Patrick Swayze, and then oh man, you've got this weird 80s combined with country. Rock hillbilly soundtrack, um, and then you just got Jeff Healy in a band playing while Patrick Swayze in his bouncers throw people <laughs> over tables. It's perfect. You also got this love story oh, with um, uh, Ke- Kelly Lynch, I believe it is, and um, yeah, it, it's 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 the oddest, oddest shit I've ever seen, um, and perfect. It's the best drinking game ever. <laughs> um, for uh, quotable lines, um, for um, I think you could do a good drinking going from, from when he gets told anything to do with Patrick Swayze <laughs> being too small, or I thought you'd be bigger for this line of work. It's mentioned throughout. It's 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 strange, and um, they tried to remake it, but it, it just didn't work, and it should never happen. But yeah, that's yeah, out. I mean.
1: To be honest, I'm looking now. The the guy that wrote it, R. Lance Hill. One of his other films is Roadhouse Two. Yeah. <laughs> last Call, and the poster looks like it like it's the poster for like a porno or something. It looks like the cheapest Roadhouse
0: Two Last Call. Piece of is a name, ever. Though. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the weirdest thing about this film, surprisingly, is how popular bounces are. Like people know about. People get excited when they see like, oh, that's John Dalton. Uh,
1: jesus it sounds
0: like it makes no sense why bouncers are so well known um yeah because i i I mean i don't think that's a thing in real life you know i don't i I don't imagine people in the us are like what not that i know um but yeah he's uh, it's it's just absurd um and so much fun and it's the perfect dated action and if i was rich enough i would buy a honky tonk bar and call it the double juices just for this film and uh it's perfect and everything, uh, it
1: sounds like the dumbest film it's ever it's made completely um, dumb
0: as you saw trying to, to explain it um another terms, it's, it's a bouncer who comes in to try and clean up a bar and that's the basic what that's the basic, way you can try and explain it but it's so much more than that <laughs>
1: <laughs> man to be honest after hearing about that I'm, I'm i'm happy to go on to this next one to be honest i'm kind of hoping that this this next one is on your list knowing you i'd be surprised if it's not go on, then. but like i go think on, it, i think it has to be so uh, my Come next on. one is first blood Ramble. ah
0: yes it was on my list
1: Yes. yeah because um to be honest, ah, this this film i mean i'm saying this about all this film but it feel this feels like like the epitome of 80s action i mean like i mean i having
0: one thing i will say before we so i feel like i'm gonna slightly rip into first one here and i don't need don't need to oh it's,
1: no, it's hilarious no. uh at times um some of, it, some of it is dumb. I mean, like some of it is like, to be honest, I I would say the whole premise of the film is like stupid.
0: It goes completely but overboard, like, but if you look at it,
1: it's like a far. It's it's, it's a kind very, of it, very it good it makes action sense. thriller
0: from afar. Um, it's yeah. I mean, compared to what it's spawned and its sequels, it's very grounded. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> it is like to be honest, the sequels are like. Batshit crazy, but this one it's like it's it's a lot tamer than like any of the others.
0: Yeah, it's surprisingly it's it's very straight. It's on the it's very grounded compared to them. Um, Obviously, you've got like the weird and wacky ways that Rambo just kills people with the traps and shit. It's so much fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, but this is that's that's the thing because like in in First Blood, I'm pretty sure his body count is like one. I'm pretty sure he only kills like one person. (laughs) That's just it. Uh, like yeah. and then you watch the rest of the films and he's killing like fucking hundreds of people. Oh, you got like
0: is it is it Rambo part first blood part two when like he's got like the bow the the uh the the bow and arrow bomb and he fires the arrow and explodes a tank.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's the second one.
0: Perfect, perfect. Um, but first blood. Um, I mean, John Rambo is actually kind of rumorable as well. Um. Obviously, at the end, he breaks down. Yeah, he breaks down. Like seeing yeah. an action star break down was just—it's crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, to to be honest, I've I've always seen Stallone's performance in in First Blood. Like it re—it really is like a heartbreaking performance because as as much as you know, for the majority of the film, he's like a fairly hard skinned dude, and you know they're always like the the cops are always commenting on like like there's the one cop in particular that's like telling them not to push him because you know, he looks like a solid dude <laughs> basically essentially. But like, you know, at the end, yeah, he does break down because, you know, essentially he's, he's all alone in the world. You know, all of his friends, you know, have been killed by war and he's come back from Nam and, you know, yeah. he can't work and there's, there's no support for the people that have come out of the war. And you know, it is like it's it's a huge comment on what American society was after Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. especially when you know, like pe- people call him. You know, they say this man's a war hero, but you know, there is no support for people in that situation. There's no there's no support for the people that come home from Vietnam, and it is it's it's a lot more than what it appears to be on the surface.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um. I, you know, I I think that that that's the thing, especially with the sequels, It kind of overshadowed it, but it's you know, it's it's a very very good and solid thriller first, but you know, like it's got the eighties action stuff, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. But you know, it's 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 insane. Like it's it's still very grounded. You know, it's just about this one guy who has got a lot of skill. It's it, it in in some ways, it's kind of you look at Taken in a lot of ways and. Uh, Leonidas yeah. character in that yeah. and John Rambo, you kind of see very links um, in the thought process. Yeah, that that. Sort of
1: that... Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, um, like, yeah, there is like a lot of films have you know taken from the stuff like First Blood. I mean, what I was what I was gonna say is um one thing in particular i feel took a lot from first blood is probably um predator yeah yeah it, like again it's you know it's same same with diehard it's you know it's not too overcomplicated. you know it's one it's like one to maybe three or four different locations you know it's really you know it's very compact it's very tight and um is it is just very simple. it's a it's a story of you know a man you know outwitting and it's and escaping his pursuers. and then that is like a simple that's as simple as it needs to be.
0: yeah, yeah, it's um but um, I, I think I, I think what I would love up first but there's there's not any films I can remember that's set in like a such a small town location. Which I really like and especially like modern day action films now you look. They're all set in big cities, etc. But yeah. I think the appeal of like the small town location really like br- brings brings over like the isolation um, in this film. Yeah, which I do does. really like.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, with 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 um, with with First Blood, it does it really because obviously Rambo is not only on his own for the entire film. But at the beginning, he finds out that you know um, what one like the last remaining member of his squad died, and then for the rest of the film, he's on his own. And you know, it's only until the end of the film where you know there's really any hope of him sort of. I Um, I did
0: like Richard Krenner's son. Sam Troutman, the he's, he's the yeah um, yeah what's it? It was like his captain, I think. It
1: it was it was like his sort of it was the leader of his squad while he was in Nam, um, essentially. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and he's, he's um, um,
1: yeah. Krenner Cren- did a brilliant job.
0: Um, yeah, he's uh, uh Rich Krenner. If you know him, uh, he also is in a um <laughs> a not so good Charlie Sheen film called Hot Shots. Um, part of the second yeah. Hot Shots um, and uh, yeah uh, but that, yeah he's very he's a lot more grounded in this one um, and I think especially in, like modern action films can learn so much from the eight, from 80s action films purely down to it's very overcomplicated complicated
1: now um, yeah I mean you know if you if a lot, a lot of the action films now is you know they're going to one place to get something and then you know something goes wrong and then it's like, oh, now they have to go to this other place to stop this other dude who like wasn't mentioned the entire time and it's like it's it's, it's too much you know there's a reason that the, the the a lot of the you know action films nowadays aren't good and it's because you know that they're, they're overcomplicating it as much as they're taking influence from stuff like you know first blood and die hard and you know aliens and all of these other yeah. films but they they just they just make it too much they're trying to make it bigger than it needs to be
0: yeah definitely
1: but um yeah first blood is is it's fantastic um yeah i mean i i'd like to go to as far to say it's 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 a bit overlooked i feel like
0: yeah i think it's kind of been it's overshadowed not, with it doesn't get as much sequels
1: with, with with the sequels that are just like way over the top, and they have made so many Rambo films. I mean, they made they made one like just like two years ago. I think they made the Last Blood. Yeah, yeah. And it's like they, I, I think like like we were talking about Rocky um, last week. I think it's it's, it's it it <coughs> went too far. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, so I mean, moving on, maybe to the
1: yeah, yeah, so, go, go on to your, to your on second, second
0: one. one. I was, uh, I was kind of questioning at this point whether it's, um, I can class it as an action film, but I feel to do it anything less, um, especially to Polo yeah. Creed's character. I'm gonna class it as an action film, yeah. and mine is Rocky Four. Um, oh, so man. Rocky Four, um, it's it's the only film with a, a, which has been recorded to be thirty one point nine percent montage. Um, but for me, <laughs> a, a lot of people can argue that maybe it's not an action. It's, it, people can argue probably drama or. But Rocky Four for me is the most action out of them all. Reason is uh, the whole setup of everything is set up like an action film. <laughs> it's like one's, yeah. fr- one's friend is brutally murdered in a fight. That sends him on a on a path of vengeance, sends into Russia on a path of vengeance. If that isn't the perfect logline for an action film in the eighties, and I don't know what is. Um...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would. I mean, to be honest, I would say all of the Rocky films are action films to an extent.
0: I think the latter of the films more so than the first two.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely did sort of lean into it. Um, as it went on, as the so I was going to choose
0: three with Mr. Tears Club Lang but four
1: is uh, um... yeah, four's got a bit more to it, I yeah. Think. It's
0: it's for fours. Uh, it's, I mean, obviously, you get the Polycreep murdered in the ring live in Cargo, um, I like yeah, like Dolph Rundgren, and uh, but if he dies, he dies, um, yeah, everything. and then you've got yeah. Rocky just and then you got some of covered in baby oil working out in uh russia like if you ever want to work out and want motivation rocky four man hearts of fire uh montage um it's, it's, it's just watching so i just pumping and like the russian like snow better. yeah it's oh
1: rock, rock, to, to be honest rocky four is good
0: yeah yeah
1: um there's not a Rocky film that I hate. To be fair, Rocky, Rocky Balboa. I, no, like, see, I prefer Rocky, Rocky Balboa over
0: the Rocky. I don't like Rocky Five with Tommy Good. Uh He annoys. Me. To,
1: to be honest, Rocky Five was great. I do not like Rocky Five.
0: I don't. I don't mind Balboa in a lot of ways. Obviously, you got like the whole speech in that one, but I think yeah. like between three and four, I was kind of difficult to choose um, which one I was going to have for like eighties action. But four purely down to the fact of like
1: the last fight. I think f- Four, four is a good choice. Yeah, the, la- right,
0: the last the last fight like, is really play. good. Um, the music yeah. choice of the soundtrack is it's it's so eighties action as well. Um, and yeah, you, you've got Stallone in the the height of the whole Stallone um Schwarzenegger period coming through it.
1: Yeah, I mean to be that that's that's what what the eighties you know film scene was. It was people like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. And Kurt Russell sort of dominating the scene with these big action films.
0: And, uh...
1: and um yeah, but I mean not I, I wouldn't go as far to say like um you know that uh, um a lot of the films were too samey, but like they were definitely like sort of leaning into the trend of these big, yeah, yeah, big action films. Like there was definitely, there was definitely, you know, people were sort of jumping on, jumping on. I think they're always like... trying to push
0: it how far they get. Especially, I think you can see this in a lot um, in this one is the whole like James Brown living in America Apollo Creed entrance. Like the production value went into that, yeah. I think. Like taking over by the whole film. Um, but there's there's so much with with Rocky Four. It's you've got the fast pace of it, the montages, the soundtrack. The Stallone and uh an evil Russian and um you know you know what would have been even more interesting? Uh if they actually if they got what? if they switched the street fight of Tommy Good and Rocky in five and then put a street fight of Ivan Dragon yeah. and Rocky in four,
1: that would, to that, be, honest, that would be entertaining. That would, that would have, have been, been crazy. That would have been absolutely crazy. I'd love to see that but, to be um, fair.
0: But yeah, I mean, it probably wouldn't make a very good film, and uh, everyone would hate it. But it, I'd be satisfied with it. But
1: it it would have been it would have been but, cool to watch. Yeah, Like
0: Rocky Four is, I think, I think I think it's a very good 80s action film, despite it not fitting all like fitting into the uh, the old box outside choice pick.
1: Yeah, that that is a good outside the box pick. Um, I, I'm going to talk about my my next one now. So th- this one is always one that I've sort of like. I don't know if I love it or I really hate it, but um, I think I, ca- I came to I came to the conclusion today that I love it a lot. Um, and that's Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, I don't know if this is on yeah, your list. It's not on
0: my list, but uh, but um, I-, I do like Big Trouble in Little China.
1: Big Trouble in Little China. Um, it's I think it, it's it's it is one of you know the best 80s action movies you know i just think it's so damn cool
0: yeah yeah um, um I, I think yeah it's a very good action i've always I, I don't think i've ever like classic it really as um i think just down to the fact john carlson always linked i've never actually saw it as, a, as an action film but yeah it is a I lot mean, of fun with the whole martial arts and you know it probably is probably more of an action yeah. film yeah
1: yeah, I mean, that, that is one thing I wanted to talk about, because obviously a lot a, a lot of these, you know, action films are big guys with guns and they're going in and they're shooting the fuck out of, like, everything yeah, in yeah. sight. But with this, I mean, even with Kurt Russell's character, Jack Burton, I mean, it's like he's... I wouldn't even say that he's necessarily, like, the big hero because, you know, I, I wouldn't say he does a lot. Yeah. But, you know, the action is awesome, you know? It's just, like super crazy, like, martial arts that, I mean, I, I I will say sometimes doesn't look the most convincing.
0: I think it does add to the funniness, um, though, and the quirkiness. But, like,
1: that. it does. I mean, one, one thing I will say is, like, I've always said that Big Trouble in Little China, it, like, it feels like it's meant to look like a B-movie. Like, it feels like it's meant to look like... Overly campy and super cheesy and like kind of cheap. Um, I've all I've always I've always said that um, that it does it. It kind of feels it, it kind of feels like, a, yeah, like a B movie it, it kind of always but, have, um, it
0: has that really uh, like comic book almost feel to it.
1: Yeah, it does. It feels like really cartoonish. Like even with like um, like some of the creatures and stuff, it does. It feels like really um, sort of like overly cartoony and like comic. But I really do. There is it. an
0: interview, I think, with Taiko Titi um, and he cited it as an influence for Ragnarok.
1: To be honest, I can see that. Yeah. It's like. The whole
0: colour scheme as well, I, I I can,
1: I can, I can see, like, oh yeah, with like a lot of green and red and sort of stuff. Like, yeah, I, I can totally see that and that's really cool to be fair. Like now I'm thinking about that. That's that's really cool. Um I would say it feels like a little slow in, in like the first half an hour.
0: Uh yeah, yeah.
1: Like there are there are definitely some pacing issues there. Yeah. I'd say like I don't know, I'd say I'd say there are some issues. Mm, I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to think. I think it's mainly just the pacing for me. The pacing like really put a uh, like in, in the first like half an hour like leading to like 40 minutes it does really like cool. take its
0: time before it mostly gets like the underworld and it stuff. does
1: take its time yeah um yeah but uh um, yeah it's it's still super cool i mean the soundtrack yeah, is yeah. really good as well it it kind of feels like uh like an arcade brawler like soundtrack you know, it's yeah, sort of like Streets yeah, of Rage, yeah. stuff like that. That's like, it kind of, like, I get those vibes from the soundtrack. And it is, it's really good. It's just, like, crazy and surreal. It's really, like, it's really John Oh,
0: Carpenter. yeah, 100%. Um, and, like... It's a, it's a... I mean, it's... It, yeah. It kind of is kind of a cult cool classic because um, it bombed.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't do very well. At the, it really bombed. <laughs> the um, and proposal. I've read,
0: like, initially about um Carpenter. Like, after Big Trouble in Little China... It, after that, he then became a student, uh, an independent filmmaker, because he kind of felt disillusioned with Hollywood. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, af- after this, they they like, they cancelled the sequel yeah. as well. Um, and I believe I believe John Carpenter did go on to um, write comics and a book um, for the sequel to the film. And I think they've all. I think they've always kind of toyed with the idea of doing a sequel. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I feel like um, with the cliffhanger an- ending and stuff, it's a film that always sort of like deserved yeah, a sequel. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, Big Trouble in Little China is just awesome. I mean, that that was the um, the thing where Dwayne Johnson was actually meant to be starring in a remake
0: as well. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can. Um, Kurt Russell gets the craziness the, of the but, role. Perfectly. But but.
1: But but then like they they cancelled yeah, it completely.
0: Yeah. That I mean Kurt Russell as well um, as uh, Jack Burton. He he really emphasised the craziness of just the mental Kurt Russell performance, the wackiness of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, I mean to be honest, this is I'm sort of seeing like all sort of transic. He's another one where his camera, his, his characters like more vulnerable than you think, because you know he's kind of like. Every, every, everybody else seems to kind of know what's going on, and he's always like yeah. left in the dark, and he's really confused. And you know, to the rest of them, he's quite stupid, and he's he spends the film sort of getting to grips with um with the whole un- the Chinese underworld thing. But um, yeah, it's just such a fun film. Like once, once you get past like like the first half an hour, twenty minutes, yes, like it's so yeah. fun. And it, do, it does just feel like it feels really 80s. Like, it just, like, screams 80s.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it, it, it is a lot of fun as well. Um, it's got a lot of the, like, Carpenter... Um, it, it feels very dumb You've got the weird wackiness of it, and um, you can... I was disappointed that we never actually saw more from it, to be honest with you. Like, it, I think it would have been cool for yeah. a sequel, but... As its own, it's it's a lot of fun, and it, it it if if you haven't checked it out, um, you've actually kind of changed my opinion on it because I never actually saw it as an action film, but um, yeah, now I can kind of
1: yeah, I mean, like I kind of see where you're coming from that because it doesn't it, it feels yeah. more of like a sci-fi adventure. It is, but a then very when good you think about film. like the mo- yeah, it is. I mean, the the action looks it looks good. Like all the martial arts look quite good. There are a couple times like when, when like they're doing like the flips and stuff, yeah. like it looks yeah. dumb because obviously they're not like flipping around and everything, but like, yeah, like for, for the most part, it looks, yeah. it
0: looks really yeah. good. Um, so up next, um, I've kind of got my, my, my cheese out the way as such. I, um, uh, I thought I was going to include a, um, a Chuck Norris flick in here. Um, the, 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 oh. the, I was going to probably put the Delta Force, probably. Um, but I was like, I'm going to keep yeah. uh, some of my credibility. Um, and uh, huh. I, was, I, thought, I was also talking with Missing missing in Action and uh, Invasion USA, but I was like, I'm going to keep my credibility and I'm going to put it back to probably one of the... First action plus saw, eighth action after after um, Die Hard, and uh, I watched this when I was really yeah. young. Um, the, well, the whole series, yeah, and uh, I, I, I I really liked it. I'd argue, you know, it's it's probably one of the favorite films of all time. But it's definitely in my list somewhere, and uh, that's a lethal yeah. weapon.
1: Oh. That's a good fit
0: yeah, for um, what great. It's it, the, the film is purely um, only as good as it probably is because, on paper, um, it's quite generic. The plot and the story, it's generic. It's generic of an action film, yeah. But Mel Gibson, and Danny as yeah. Martin Riggs, and Roger R- 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 Murta, that chemistry, it's the blueprint of any buddy cop film coming yeah. after it. Um, Martin Riggs' yeah. character being that crazy like loose cannon. One of my favourite moments is um, the sniper at the school and he just rolls in, <laughs> gets shot yeah. at and kills him and just walks out. Um, you've also got the scene yeah. where uh, the guy's um, going to attempt suicide and he throws himself off with him and handcuffs him. To do that. Um, yeah. So many memorable moments. Mel Gibson is perfect in the film and him and Danny Glover are so much fun and um, I, I love the, I mean, obviously, the, the, like the locations and stuff um, in Los Angeles. Uh, one of my favorite scenes uh, is at the Beverly Hills, the house in Beverly Hills, when uh, he gets shot into the swimming pool. Uh, it's so funny because yeah, um, he does it like Danny Gugger's character. like he kind of he's 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 retiring, so um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, too for that, this and shit. For the and that. Uh, <laughs> He kind of just wants a peaceful, you know, few months. And um, in, 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 when they go to when they visit the house, and they get shot into the pool, and um, Riggs kind of saves them. It, it, it's just that it's it's so fun and it's so well done, and it's it's such a fun and solid all round action film. And uh, I, I, yeah, I, I love the first lethal weapon. Yeah,
1: yeah, lethal, lethal weapon. Is a really, really good choice. I mean, the sequels as well. I mean, s- some of them aren't like a hundred percent brilliant. No,
0: no. Um, but I think but like... I think Toons, I like. I've always liked three. But the first one, uh, yeah, it's it's again. It the 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 story isn't that interesting. But just watching these two guys interact for two hours, it kind of shows you importance of characters
1: yeah 100% i mean the the chemistry between gibson and glover really do sort of carry it because it is it's it's like you know it is generic i mean even like this is going to sound really stupid but it, it, do, it does it does it reminds you of like every sort of buddy cop every though. single film you know but one of them um, one of them's crazy yeah one of them's not and oh, like wh- and one of them's not, um, and they don't like each other, and they have to sort it out, I mean, even stuff like Turner and, Turner and Hooch, it sort of reminds you of that, it's like, you know, Tom Hanks just wants to work, <laughs> and the dog's like freaking mental, yeah. or whatever, you know it's it's, but, it's like, it's generic, but like the chemistry carries it, the chemistry yeah. between them really um, does carry it I think
0: it. a buddy cop from fails. I mean, you could compare to, because even the plot, you know, it's a drug trafficking plot, like everyone's seen it before, but the two characters and the chemistry from them, it shows the importance of good characters, particularly chemistry between main characters. If you don't have that, your film won't succeed. Um, and I, th- I think the first ether Weapon, I think across even them all, I mean, they all still maintain um, the chemistry between them. Um, but, you know, this sort of laid the foundations yeah. going forward. And I look at what it spawned afterwards. A lot of it was pretty good compared to fucking a lot of the 80s action films spot sequels spawn, like fucking Robocop 3 <laughs> yeah. and so oh, come on.
1: <laughs> the Robocop, the, the and, RoboCop uh, reboot, though. Yeah,
0: we won't talk about oh. that. But also, oh. um, that the was, man who feels like, for me personally, I feel like this man has been around forever. Shane Black wrote the screenplay.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously, Shane Black, known for... Um, Iron man three uh reboot in the predator he he has he has been around you know he is like he he looks quite young as well you know considering he was like yeah. born in the yeah, 60s he's,
0: uh, he he uh, he always so like, I just feel like he's been around for ages
1: uh, um yeah I mean he has been he, he like obviously lethal weapon was like his yeah, first... Like Who his first What year did
0: Predator come out?
1: But he he was in Predator I mean, yeah. uh, same I mean, year as I mean. Lethal Weapon yeah, uh, eighty seven I think. But like since then, obviously he's he's um, worked on all four Lethal Weapons. He's uh, Last Action Hero with um with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then you know Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. which is um. Which is pretty good, and then he wrote he uh, wrote the Nice Guys as well, yeah, which is great. I
0: think we I'll, I do kind of want to talk about uh, underrated films, maybe in the tens at some point, because I was I've been more disappointed with yeah, The Nice
1: Guys and not doing well. Yeah, but um, yeah, Shane Black has been around, and he has, um, yeah, but Shane Black's great. You know, he's done some good stuff. He's done some. Bad stuff. If you've if
0: yeah, you've seen yeah. the new credit, but... Um, but Lethal Weapon, I think script is perfect. But, um, and I think you can actually see, compared to like the nice guys, for example, he really can do buddy cop films or buddies buddy films so well. Um, and know yeah, his dialogue yeah, the dialogue is hilarious. Lethal I mean, Weapon, like across a lot of his films. Yeah, he is.
1: Um, he is a he is a pretty good writer. He's a better writer than I'd say he gets he yeah, gets credit yeah. for anyway um, so the next film I want to talk about is a bit I, you know, I wouldn't even say it's different. I'd say again, like many of the others on this list, it is a staple 80s action film. I mean I remember when I first sat down and watched this series um, you know I'd say I was fairly young and it was you know it was different to anything yeah. that I'd ever seen before um but um the next on my list is aliens
0: yes um, aliens are... it is it, it is on my list which is well.
1: you know it <laughs> yeah it's one that actually made it to my list pretty late i didn't even think about it and then it just sort of hit me and i thought oh damn yeah aliens but I, I remember first watching, you know, Alien. And I remember everybody saying to me, like, oh, my God, Alien is so scary. And it never really, like, it never shook me as much as yeah. I think it should. It should have. Like, it, it never really shook me like yeah. people said yeah. it would. But, like, I, rem- I remember being really? more scared of Aliens. And I think it's because, not not scared as such, but I think it's because, you know, the stakes are a lot higher in Aliens. And obviously... There are, like, hundreds of Xenomorphs yeah, yeah, and see, stuff I like think, that. I think, Unlike, like,
0: with Aliens, um, I've always seen it more as a more fun action film. The first Alien I really like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say the first Alien is, like, I, I wouldn't consider oh, it an action first, film. It is, it's a, it's a horror
0: so well thriller. I find the first Alien scary. Because it's slotted, the, the pace of it is so is slow, and you don't actually see the xenomorph, and I think that works better. Yeah, till, I don't think you see the xenomorph till later on. Yeah, um, it's so like I the last twenty minutes. Really well,
1: it's like the last. I think it's like the last couple of crewmate yeah. deaths is when you see it, apart from like the yeah, the chest burst yeah. scene. But yeah, I mean, a- Aliens is just an action film that works so well because it takes the elements of, you know, others where it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's you know, they've sort of been assembled to, you know, fight this threat and not, not only that as well, but as a sequel, you know, it really takes from Alien, um, especially with yeah. obviously Ripley's character because, you know, she's Which sort seems, like, of scarred it's interesting
0: by... She the knows what they're kind of, the of going into, of... you know, like she's the only one that's kind of aware. And yeah, thing.
1: and it's like she she knows, but you know, obviously then when the threat is, you know, so much bigger, it it kind of it kind of shows how, you know, sh- she has to adapt to handle it because, you know, as much as you know, she's handled it before, it it's just like the the, the stakes are much bigger. Um, and then you've got like obviously the introduction of um Newt, I think the girl's name is as well, and it's sort of like that increases the stakes. And it's sort of like it it it's such a good sequel and it's also a fantastic, fantastic yeah, action. Yeah.
0: Film. Um I think as well, like the general scope everything is, is so much larger in um in aliens. So I did I for me personally like, I didn't think it had I'm glad it kind of went through the action route because I don't think it has the the fear of the unknown. I think really works very well in the first Alien, or is in the second. One, you Kind of know what's coming. How we just yeah. like it works so well because of the tension more than anything. Because so many of them coming. Yeah. Like, oh damn. Um, I love the m- mother xenomorph on this one. I think that's the only real creepy moment I can remember that kind of creeps me out. But um, yeah. Aliens is so much fun, especially you know you got. Um, yeah. Even the characters in Aliens, they're, they're quotable and rememberable. Obviously, you got Bill Patterson. Um, yeah. Um, Bill Patterson, but, yeah. Uh, Aliens is a lot of fun. Um, and I think it works quite well. Yeah. It... Um, surprising, enough, not with a double feature with Alien, but with a double feature with Predator.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say it definitely... Um... That, that would work. I'd like, I'd like to do that. Actually, I've never done a double feature of Predator and Aliens, but yeah, I'd say that would be, you know, a good one. Especially considering you know you've got all the yeah, Alien yeah. vs Predator stuff, um, which I've, I've never thought is really any en- It like, sounds much better good, in
0: my head than it actually
1: has. That's come out. It's yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I remember first watching like the first Alien vs Predator. I was like, oh my god. You know, I've, I've seen Alien and Aliens and, regrettably, Alien 3 and 4. And then it's like, oh, man, I've seen Predator it too. Sounds, this is going to be sounds. the best and thing I've ever seen... watched. Uh, no, it, it really and it did. wasn't. It was it was so bad. But, like, <laughs> yeah. And the, the, it, Alien is, is another series where, you know, it's such a shame that it carried on. Because apart from Prometheus, which I thought was average, it I, never no. really got I know there's, good um, again.
0: there's quite a lot um, of uh, love and kind of a cult following for Aliens 3, uh, David Finch's one. Uh, yeah, so did oh, I, but I, I haven't dreadful. seen it in a long time. so. Uh, oh, I'm
1: man, curious. it's not great. <laughs> it's not... It's another one where, like... I think after Aliens, I think they either could have left it yeah. or they could have done more. I th- I think there's there there was like no middle ground. Um, well, the middle ground was Alien well, Three, the where they didn't do enough and um, they definitely
0: didn't leave it. So. On... He's kind of disowned it.
1: Yeah. Again, I mean, it's it. That's the thing with the film industry, you know, that there are so many like things that like there is so many like examples of studios
0: sort of poking
1: their nose in too much you know and taking too much control of a product project and it is a shame um it is a shame but you know it's it's like it wasn't good and maybe it would have been good maybe like it would have been
0: yeah at least
1: like a tiny bit better but, yeah, I mean, I remember buying the box set of um, All 4 and Prometheus. And, um, yeah, I mean, I remember watching through them. And it was such a shame because, like, I was so hyped up after watching Alien and Aliens. And then I moved on to yeah. Alien 3. And I was like, oh, damn, this is, this is shit. And then, I, like, I didn't have much hope for Alien 4, Alien Resurrection. And then that was bad, too. And then I watched Prometheus. And I was like, oh, Prometheus was actually okay. And then um Alien Covenant was shite as well. So <laughs> it's just such a shame. It's 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 such a shame that you know it it never yeah, it never yeah. got good again. But you know, there's there's the T V series coming to um FX, I think, which will probably be on Disney Plus, <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Um um I can't I can't remember who, who it is that's um the the showrunner for that. I can't remember who they said it was. Um I'm just trying to have a quick look now because I remember seeing it and like thinking, oh that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's um Noah Hawley who created Fargo. Oh, yeah. Um and directed loose uh I think uh, it's called Lucy in the Sky, I think, with Natalie Portman in it, and I remember not hating yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently, you know, he, he is uh, the boss of FX um, has basically said, this is a quote, by blending the timeless horror of the first Alien film and the non-stop action of the second, it's going to be a scary thrill ride that will blow people back in their seats. It sounds interesting, so, um, but you know,
0: does it have enough any- does it have the leg three? It TV sounds joke,
1: interesting. You know? I yeah, I d I don't know. I mean one thing I will say is that Alien Isolation is great. The game
0: yeah, Alien Isolation did the def- what did the um, person which... the tension of I don't see anything for like the first yeah. like, how many hours?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's sort of the like the direction that the films mm-hmm. should have taken. I think with, yeah, you know, Ripley's yeah. daughter and stuff, um, it's it was really good. Because it's, it's, so, it's sort of set, like, in between, like, Alien and then, like, kind yeah. of Aliens, but not really. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it's such a, it's a game that plays really well and it holds up even though it's, yeah, like, yeah. you know, eight years old. But um, yeah, that's the direction that I feel it should have taken. Yeah, it's a shame that it didn't. But it's one of them. I think that that the TV the TV show might focus a little bit more on that sort of stuff, maybe. So um, that'd be that'd be good to see. But yeah, you know, you never. Um.
0: Know. So um, uh, my next one, um, keeping the yeah uh, the James Cameron link, is uh the first Terminator. all... Yeah. Oh. Um, now I'm. Yeah. I, I've always been stuck in a um, a little conundrum with the, uh, the Terminator franchise, purely down to the fact that I'm in limbo between the first and the second. And oh. so a lot of people always love the second one more, but for me, the first one and the sheer just unstoppability of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold Schwarzenegger being a bad guy for one, uh, really does desert, get yeah. desert, deserve a lot of credit. Um, I think a lot of the special effects hold up well. The introduction to Arnold Schwarzenegger's character yeah. just turns up naked is kind of it's funny and just steals that dude's motorcycle. It's just hilarious. Um,
1: yeah. I want your clothes, your boots and, <laughs> and your then,
0: motorcycle? Um, yeah, Linda Hamilton is great as Sarah Connor. Um, and uh, Arnie's... I mean, it doesn't really have to do much... But he's great as this just fucking huge cyborg that's un- just won't die. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the sunglasses, sunglasses I mean, alone deserve it, yeah. it. just make this film iconic. Oh
1: man, yeah. I mean, what one thing I will say, s- similar to you, you know, there's always going to be that sort of conflict, whether it's you know, yeah. Terminator yeah. or Terminator Two. That's better because you know Terminate, Terminator, Terminator Two Judgment Day is like awesome, and um, it is. I'd, I'd say it might be better, better crafted. Yeah, than the first yeah. film. Um, I'd say like, from a technical 100%, standpoint, 100%, I'd say it's a lot like, better.
0: Like Terminator was a low budget, you know, you, like
1: but like broke, oh it's
0: broke, like it's, there's a story of um. Oh, the sort of thing when he broke one of the cars in Terminator, he did it without a permit because I think the budget was only like six million, maybe six million. So, yeah, I think it wasn't too uh, hard. But I mean, you know, look for a budget, quite such a low budget. Um, it, it did so well, especially with the effects. Now, I mean, they still relatively hold up pretty well,
1: yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, and then obviously the so to be on I've I've talked about this a lot today, um, but the continuation of the series really ruined it. Rise of the Machines is like it's a really average film for me. It's like I kind of I'm, I'm on the borderline of I like, don't hate it, but I don't think I'd ever choose to watch it unless I was yeah. like rewatching, like the Terminator films. But then I'd never want to carry on because I still haven't seen Dark Fate.
0: It wasn't um, so much
1: I didn't watch. I. D- I didn't watch Genesis with much attention and yeah, Salvation yeah. was. Um, absolutely... I disagree with parts
0: there because T two is perfect. Um, as a sequel goes, it does everything that sequels yeah. should do: take the first and actually build on it, not just carbon copy. Um, but I think Terminator. Yeah. Um, as an action film, it's very fast-paced, um, which is important. Um, Sarah Connor as well isn't just a forgettable hero. Yeah. Um, uh, you you're forgettable. Uh, she's she's generally someone you want to survive because you know if if she dies, for example, um, it kind of ruined. It, it, you know, it, it literally fate of humanity's lies on her. Um, but she feels vulnerable, you know, she makes she makes bad decisions, which again action films repeat and again just lack nowadays. Yeah. Um, and you know, the action's a lot of fun. Um particularly it's just this constant all sorts of things are coming after her. Um, which is great. And uh, I think Terminator, you could argue it's probably if it's for die hard aside. It's probably the most important action film of the eighties.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, one thing I love about all of these films is that they are super brutal. It's like for the eighties and the time that you know we're dealing with. You know, these films are brutal than like they are for the most part, like fairly yeah, no yeah. holds barred, and like, it's it's just oh, so 100%. cool.
0: Um, it is just now, then they're not they, they knew, especially all of them being such original IPs as well. There's so much risk taken and the purely down to the fact that this is the budget it had, it kind of shows James Cameron's talent and quality for working with you know a smaller budget. And now, you know, he's gone on to make. Fucking billions of pounds in, in budgets, but it kind of shows that you know he.
1: Yeah, I mean
0: th- at this point, you know he he yeah. was a, like a naive young younger filmmaker.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean James Cameron has has come a long way since since Terminator. Um, yeah, and he, he's done you know so much great stuff since you know, um, Titanic, which he actually, I don't think he took any money money for Titanic. I read an article they about him um, not actually getting paid for Titanic. Um, I think he went over, I, I can't remember if it was he went over budget or I think it might have been that to be fair. But um, yeah, and then, you know, Avatar and all of the other Avatar films that, you know, Avatar 2 and 3 are actually done now. And Avatar 4 and 5 are, like, filming. And then, you know, he, he's done, like, so yeah, much yeah. cool stuff. But I, I, I feel like he, like he writes action very well. Like, from, like, the first two Terminators. And then if you've seen Elite Battle Angel... Um, which wasn't a brilliant film but again the action was good same with avatar you know wasn't a fantastic film but the action is like consistently yeah, on yeah. point
0: um i think i, th- I mean i think i think the thing with terminator as well um rid battle like james cameron and stuff is um for you know how young he was um obviously you can argue that t2 has so much has like a lot better, um, generally better crafted, but still um, in the ter- in the first Terminator, it still holds up so so well.
1: Yeah, I mean, James Cameron was like thirty yeah. when he when he wrote Terminator, and it's like when when you think about, it, you know, it was it was like the first yeah, real yeah. thing he did as well, and. Um, he he, he no wrote way. the first Blood yeah, Part Two that. as well. Um, yeah. So you know, it's stuff like he he like I think he wrote it with some other people. Like I think he did the screenplay with Sylvester Stallone. And it's like when you think about it, like he does just oh, write yeah. action so well. Like he he kind of yeah he kind of just he, he knows how it works. You know he he really. Like he, he just really gets it. He really, he just really understands how to write action, how to make it, you know. So it's not too mentally yeah. over the top, I guess. But like, so that it looks good as well, um, with with his direction. But yeah, he he is he is, I'd say, one of the many, you know, modern cinematic yeah, yeah definitely. like legends so um i've got one more to talk about which isn't really this is this is another thing where i'm kind of on the fence is it an action film or is it more of an adventure um but the, the next one I want to talk about, even you know, if it if it's not really an action film, which it kind of is, is that I, I want to give it some. I want to give it at least a little yeah. bit of mention. It's yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, because you know, on one hand, you know, there is you know action and it is good. Um, but it is more of an adventure film. You know, it's it's a very simple, like objective. Um, like point A to point B film. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love Indiana Jones. Um, Raids of the Lost Ark actually isn't my favorite punch version, gr- but that's um, Temple for of Doom.
0: What? Temple of Doom first.
1: Yeah, uh, Temple of Doom is like yeah. a huge shot of nostalgia for me. I think but that might have been the first one I was shown room. to. Raiders is so much fun it's just like oh it's just ha- Harrison Ford I, I don't want to say it is peak because like Blade yeah, Runner yeah. and you know all the Star Wars stuff but like it is Harrison Ford you know really making yeah, yeah. a character um, iconic
0: um I think the love for Raiders as well that like it, it came from um, like a lot of the, the serial films that George Lucas watched as a kid, so like you got like Zorro's Fighting Legion, um, like Buck Rogers, um, yeah. those characters of like the adventures and the the art, uh, and the, the the strange weird and wacky adventures that these guys would get up to, um, and it you can you can it, it takes yeah. really you like B movies almost, um, and it. it
1: it exceeds yeah. it
0: to these heights where it, it, it turns it into such an iconic character and probably one of the greatest characters of all time.
1: Yeah, I mean with the action as well. Like the action is like wacky and crazy. You know, it's not all just like guns blazing. You know, you've got Indy with yeah. the whip, and then there's like poison darts, and you know the dudes with the swords and stuff. But it's just like it really is a crazy film like i think it's crazier than people give it credit for like it's so wacky and then obviously you've got when um indie like throws the yeah, um yeah. guy into like the rotator blade on the plane and it is again it's it's brutal you know <laughs> and like a lot of the 80s action is it's not as censored as like for for a film that was released you know i don't even know what rating it was what yeah, it, it yeah. wasn't like rated r or anything though but um, it's it's not as censored as, as stuff is now. I feel like we're kind of in the age where I think things will start um, moving backwards. I think things will start eventually getting less censored. I think due to the fact yeah, yeah. that, you know, kids have access to a lot more nowadays, I guess. Um I think we're going to start moving backwards um, in that respect. And especially with everything going on to streaming services, you know, there's not a lot stopping kids from, I don't know, going on to yeah. HBO Max um, in America and watching the new war on movie.
0: Amazon video. They've got a lot of content on there. So they've got a lot of, um, the seventies and seventies exploitation films. You've got cannibal horror, of course, that you can just scroll over and watch whenever, um, so yeah you kind of got access to a lot of different things
1: yeah and i do, i do i do i i do think it it will be both a good thing and a bad thing i mean not a, it will open you know children or or younger adults to a world of you know good cinema but you know you also yeah. don't want to completely desensitize people to violence and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, I think the eighties the eighties were brutal in terms in terms of action because you know kids couldn't yeah. see this unless they physically went. But um yeah, Raising Raiders of the Lost Ark is, is fantastic. I'd say it's one of my favourite films of the eighties and it's definitely yeah. kind of up there for all time. I'd say if I was to do like a top 20, oh, top 30, definitely. I think it'd definitely be um, in there. It
0: is, it is so much fun. It is so much yeah. fun.
1: So um, have, you got, have you got any more? Um, that, yeah, that's we'll do five list. each. Um, I've, done
0: I've got a few more, but I, I will finish on one which I did watch recently, uh, not in the last week. Um, and I always start it more as a comedy. However, yeah, I think it blends action and comedy really well. Um, And that's Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Um, uh, Eddie Murphy's character, that's all, he's great. He's so much fun. Um, It's Eddie Murphy when he could choose movie roles um, (laughs) pre-Norbit. But, um, (laughs) now he's had a revival in the last few years, Big Up Eddie. Um, But, I I mean, it's so much fun. Uh, The whole Beverly Hills Cop thing and him in Beverly Hills in a world that he's not really meant to be in is just so much fun um, you've got uh, um, the two cops who are with him so uh, the two cops in Beverly Hills who just sort of follow him around and him just like sticking like bananas in the resource pipe Yeah, like, the fun and games there is so funny and so much fun um, <laughs> and to highlight, yeah. I love the it- scene at the end in the house of um, I can't actually remember his name uh, the 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 um the one who killed his friend. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Joss, I haven't seen Beverly Hills Cough in a while, um, but
0: he, yeah, um, time. that was just so much. It, it that was such of like a good sequence. It blends up the comedy and the action so well, and it's actually kind of a brutal story to start with, with like the whole death of his friend. Who kind of is the reason he got in the police force because he stopped yeah. talking trouble. Um, it was perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of see it on the same page quite, kind of as, as like Big Trouble in Little China. It kind of like it blends like the comedy with the action. But you know, it still has that gritty. 80s vibe to it. At the same time, and Eddie Murphy in the role as well. Like it's it's a good choice because, you know, he's yeah. not he's nobody's first yeah. choice as an action star. But like it shows that he can do it. Um, I mean, yeah. in in the 80s, I, th- I think it was the 80s. Anyway, he was also in um
0: yeah, four hours. Was he 80s. was in like
1: uh, he did 48 hours, and he. And he, yeah. and he and he and did the golden child as well. Um, but yeah it, it does it does show that he he can do the roles but like when they are blended. Oh, like his comedic the, is, like, I do I think there's the many people comedic, a better
0: comedic climber than Lee Murphy. Um, like yeah. And uh, I will put out a quick mention. Have you seen Breaking Bad yet, Jack? Hey
1: no but, i haven't i need, i need to get on it breaking bad is it's one of those things that like yeah, you need to get around it's to it's constantly on my list um but, but like, jonathan I do need quickly to get show
0: jonathan banks who plays Mike camran trout in breaking bad he's the goon in this if no one noticed um basically um I've I've, se- I've I've seen Baby hill scott like a lot of times but but i never really picked it up and um but his face was familiar I, like, oh, I know that guy somewhere and um, I've recently started re-watching Breaking Bad again because I, I I mean I watched it last year but I kind of want to rewatch it again um, and I was like oh my god that's Mike and uh, yeah it's, it's Mike, so big up Jonathan Banks, Beverly Hills car but yeah um, it's a lot of fun um, less of a straight up action film with obviously a lot more comedy blended but I still think it does work as an action film and um, I I definitely, I definitely recommend. Yeah, I think we've got a good 100%. list because you have got like a blend of uh, the comedic side. You've got some classic action that are probably alleviate from that genre to just yeah. like action films. And you've just got the batshit crazy action.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. To be honest, I thought like our list would be like a bit a bit closer together, but I like the fact that we have the sort of you know the different. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, especially
1: with stuff like um Big Trouble in Little China, so, like yeah. that's one that I'd say like it isn't for everyone. Like not everyone will enjoy it, but like personally, I really enjoy it, and I think I think it's it's probably one of my favourites from the list. But I think if I was to pick a favourite, yeah, down, I'd, I'd probably pick my
0: favourite as well. Um, I'd say I mean I, I do have a lot of fun with Roadhouse, and I've probably seen. Embarrassingly, I've probably seen... Actually, no, I haven't. I've seen Don't Have thousands of times, but... <laughs> I've seen him... I've, embarrassingly, I've probably seen uh, Roadhouse more times than Terminator. Um, but uh, I, I'm not ashamed oh, of it. Uh, there's no film I can watch Patrick Swayze do Tai Chi naked. Tai Chi naked. They go and throw some bald, like, some bald <laughs> fat heel belly over a table. There's nowhere else I'm going to see that. Um. With Blue Monday by the new by New Order playing in the background. So um Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. If anyone takes anything I else, think, this I episode, think I'll have to give Roadhouse. Roadhouse a forget, about, forget about it. I mean who cares about I mean everyone everyone's seen Die Hard and <laughs> Terminator, but watch Roadhouse. Don't watch a second one though, Roadhouse Two, the last call is kind of a good one. Oh, I don't give them credit.
1: It is, you know what, it is a good name, but, it, like, I'm I
0: telling you, the poster, looks it like, it's like the poster of a cheap Yeah, we need to, we're using looks that looks poster ridiculous. as our promo material on, on Instagram. That's perfect. Oh, man, the green, the black, it's like, it's just, it's just, you're going an quickly on Photoshop. That's so bad. It is, like. It's stancing as well, like, the whole, <laughs> like, the belt, the belted up jeans, and it, oh, that's perfect. Yeah.
1: You know, it's. It's so bad.
0: Mate, this like, is
1: straight. It movie, screams you know? straight like to straight
0: DVD. To <laughs> Fuck. The Black Pelican. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really bad. And wait, is Jake Buse is in it? Oh, Gary Buse is in No way. <laughs> and Patrick Sway is in it. What? Did he just appear? Yeah.
1: You know what? I'd didn't even see that patrick Swayze was in it this must have been like because like the dude is meant to be like his like nephew or something
0: i need to go i'm just looking now i'm actually curious so i just saw it and it just (laughs) i just don't want to watch but now looking into it i actually want to can i still buy this on i doubt it's a streaming service Roadhouse
1: I was going to say, have a, have a
0: so good point. Some so, so, so like underground companies pick this up for Blu-ray. Surely. Oh. oh my god! It's, it's, yes, yeah, it's twenty-two pounds. I feel for, like you will um, probably Blu-ray. be able to find it. It's well worth it. I'm purchasing.
1: Jesus! Oh no!
0: The co- the cover of the Blu-ray Roadhouse Two, like father, like son. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Now the DVD is seven ninety nine. I just get it. <laughs> you can get the two film. Coll- I've already got Roadhouse on Blu ray, but um, I think it's worth getting purely to the fact that.
1: Oh man, yeah, seven ninety nine yeah, for the two um, DVD collection.
0: So yeah, if you buy anything, buy the um the two DVDs. Roadhouse one is a pretty amazing. Eighties action film. And Roadhouse two is probably terrible, but um. At least be able to watch. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that's 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 not good. That's not good. Um, I feel like I feel like it's, I feel like that's on that bombshell. It's, it's time to end because the state of that poster. What is? Why has he got a scorpion belt on? Yeah. Why I, don't, two, know. I, I, I don't know. If you notice, the two girls are the same it, girl. It looks
1: dreadful. Picture? Yeah! I, you know what, I was just about to say that. That is like, the worst thing I've ever they seen. They are the, the same girl. Have they like Except one of, the of them looking that like a slightly different way. <laughs> yeah, they've like they've like tilted that
0: it. Show, I think, <laughs> that I is think awesome. it's time to uh, wrap up on this 80s action film episode. Um,
1: yeah. So, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. This one's been really fun. Um, obviously, 80s action films, you know, they, they're corny, they're cheesy, but, you know, they they did oh, yeah. inspire I mean, this some of been, the films that we love today.
0: The plot in um, Roadhouse, but um, it's fine. It's fine. We go with it over here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I, um, I've had a lot of fun recording this episode today. And... Um, I hope you'll join us next week, where we're talking uh, about '90s cult cool classics. So um, yeah,
0: definitely, it will be just um, as and, and well, same as this I, one. Offshore um, a letterbox account, where we'll link all the phones we've mentioned um, and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah. do we have anything else to promote, Jack? Um, particularly uh, some merchandise.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I actually, we hadn't even spoke about this. Yeah, so um, Redbubble is a brilliant website. And um, what it allows you to do is it allows you to upload designs for free and um, sell them for free. It costs absolutely nothing. So I, I sort of jumped on that over the weekend. And um, you can now buy Real Talk merchandise, which is cool. Um, I have a sticker. It, it's on the back of my laptop. It's our logo. It looks pretty cool. Um, you can buy all sorts of stuff. I think there's badges, um, fridge magnets, face masks. Um, protect, protect yourself from COVID whilst exactly you simultaneously know I mean. promoting your you favorite podcasts. That is a thing you can do. Um, yeah, and um, they ship worldwide, I believe. It's not just UK. Um, the postage and packaging fee isn't much either, but um, yeah. If you want to buy some of that and help us out, that would be good. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. The the link for that is in like our Instagram and Twitter bio on a link tree, yeah. Um, so um, and, you can uh, find all of our links in one we'll place be back that.
0: next week. What, 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 will we, what will we be discussing next week?
1: So, yeah, so next week we've got 90s court cool classics. So, um, that one's going to be really fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Um there are some brilliant films to talk about because you know, these, some of these films might be some of our favorite films. There's one that I'm sort of thinking about. That's kind of like a cult cool classic. Um, but you know, they didn't necessarily perform, um, you know, in the box office, but, um, yeah, I, I think there's some pretty, there's some pretty great ones on this list to talk about. So um, next week so is going to yeah, be super
0: fun. Um, we'll catch you guys next week. Um, and uh to end, I mean I want you to be nice until it's not time to be nice. As um Patrick Swayze to say in Roadhouse. So that can be <laughs> your weekly motivation. Thank you. Oh man.